This episode of The Curly Critics is brought to you by our Patreon. You can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash curlycriticspod. We have tiers from $3 up to $15, where you can talk to us on Discord, join our pen pal postcard group, or get our weekly bonus episode, Very Curly Talking. From WBNE. Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics, and today we're talking about Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Again. Again. <laughs> Part two, because we have too much to say. <laughs> we barely talked about Umbridge the first time. Congratulations, you will now be listening to us talk to Umbridge for the next hour. Thank you for listening <laughs> to our podcast. <laughs> what a time. No. <laughs> That would be the worst hour of my life. Can't even imagine sitting in class with her. I guess no. she didn't talk, so that was fine. She was just like, read this book, and everybody could just pretend she wasn't there. Yeah. I feel like I've had classes like that. Yeah. I haven't had any... It's like, here, read this chapter. Ugh, okay, why did I come to this? I haven't had any teachers make me write with a blood quill, though, so... Listen, that made me so... I did not know how to process when I was reading that. I was like, this is actually torture. And all of Harry's bs about him being like i'm not gonna say anything because it'll just make her win i was like this is what it sounds like when someone's just used to being tortured and bullied constantly when you're stuck in the cycle of abuse you think that the pain and the abuse is normal (sighs) it's fine so that was just, mildly frustrating at best. I'm just against anybody who abuses Harry. Yeah. So, like, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need another person to ruin his life. It's fine. Except it's not fine. Yeah. I wanted her to get eaten by the centaurs. Literally, just have her freaking cardigan eater. I just. Why <laughs> didn't she die? Why did she have That's to live? That's the thing. That's the thing. I really. I thought she'd just get carried off and that'd be the end. And I was so happy with that. And then she's like alive and well. And I'm like, no. That's not what I wanted. At least she's slightly traumatized now so she can understand what Harry's going through. No. No. Except all it's going to do is spur on her hatred of half-breeds, so never mind. Yeah. If anything, it just makes her more powerful. And um... Stupid centaurs. No. <laughs> I'm not here for it. I'm against it. Against the Umbridge trauma. <laughs> I'm against her still being alive in these books. Okay, I agree. That's such a rude thing to say. Like, ah, I wish you were dead as a character, but like... Mm. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta get in that... 
I just finished the picture of Dorian Gray today, and the whole time, well, not the whole time, but like the second half of the book, anytime a character would show up, it'd be like, I hope Dorian kills him. <laughs> it never happened, but I kept hoping. Yeah. Some villains, you just, you just know. You're like, you shouldn't be alive by the end of this. <laughs> Yes. Shout out to any of the villains you feel that way about. <laughs> <laughs> Some characters do get that kind of justice, and I'm here for that. I can't name any. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> All I can think about is Loki, who's hardly a villain at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh... It's fine. I, I know. thought about this. Well, do you have anything to say about Umbridge? Anything else? I'm sure I do at some point. Okay. I wanted to talk about Percy. I remember that right as we were ending last time. Oh my gosh. Most of my notes just say son of a. <laughs> I just really want to like Percy. I don't want him to be a bad guy. And then he keeps I doing things. I don't... No, I do not agree with that. When you treat people that way, you don't deserve to be a good guy anymore. Like, you've made it perfectly clear what side you're on, and too bad, so sad. It's just complicated. Because you have, like, the ministry who's, like, pushing propaganda... And then you have, like, the people who know the truth. And so you're in this weird spot. Like, Percy, want, like, he's so ambitious and wants to, like, be the Minister of Magic. And he's stuck in this place of being like, well, whatever the Minister says is true because I want to be just like him. And it's not, a like, a correct way of thinking because he's clearly wrong. But I can, like, get where he's coming from. But also, he's just he, always been full of himself. Yeah, like, he's also, also really mean about it. Yeah, like he wasn't just yeah. like I believe the minister. He was like I believe the minister, and I think my dad is stupid. Yeah, no, like he the way he treated his family, it just and the letter he sent to Ron during the school year. I was like, no. That is unacceptable. Like, sure, he can have a redemption arc. That's fine. I just... The way he treated them, I was like, no. I am not down for you, kid. Like, you need to stop. Harry's response to the letter is really funny, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really remember what happens next in Percy's story. So, guess we're gonna find out. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> it gets worse. Just kidding. I don't think you I... can get much worse from here. Because <laughs> now, yeah. cause the book ends with the ministry being like, yeah, he's back. We can't really deny that. Yeah, so. So either, like, Percy's either going to continue to live in denial and just be wrong, or he's going to realize the truth and, like, go back to his family. Or he can realize the truth and not go back to his family, but, like... <laughs> the Weasleys are so close. 
Like He I, was always kind of an outlier, though. Like, he didn't really like hanging out with them, ever. Well, it's because he's stuck in between Bill and Charlie and Fred and George. Well. The four, that's... well, they're all cool. Percy's just the lamest Weasley. <laughs> yeah, he's he just the He doesn't tame worst. dragons. He doesn't open a joke shop. He doesn't play, be Jenny and just be cool like that. She, he isn't just the female. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You got a we point We have to there. admit, though, that Jenny is the best Weasley. Well, yeah, she's a chick. <laughs> well, not even that, but the way she just, fre- like, is friend George's wingman, wingwoman. Yeah. The, she got so good at Quidditch just by going behind her brother's back that she, like, makes the team. I wish we got She's more so of her, snarky. but... We'll get a lot more of her next book. Okay. She has one of the best lines in the next book. <laughs> yeah, so just poor Percy is such a middle child that no, he doesn't feel appreciated. So he's he like... decides to be the worst. So he's like, if I'm the best at the ministry, my mother will love me. But joke's on him. His mother loved him the whole time. And he wow. was the fool that returned the sweater. <sighs> Joke's on him, am I right? <laughs> R.I.P. Percy. This dude. I can't. <laughs> well. um, I don't know. I have a lot of quotes written down. Like, a lot. So... <laughs> Let's go through the honorable mentions. Um, All caps, serious, what's up, my guy? Lower caps, why is your mom insane? (laughs) (laughs) When when they, like, get introduced to the book and then Sirius is like, I see you've met my mom at the Screaming Portrait, I was like, yes. (laughs) I can't with this guy. <laughs> Hello, this is my family. Now everything makes sense. Sirius and Harry making jokes about their shared trauma. <laughs> or their I separate can't. traumas. Oh my gosh. They're all just a mess. Isn't that what you do? You just make fun of you just make jokes about your trauma and then it goes away? Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. Oh my gosh, there's literally, <laughs> there's a scene in this book where they're they're cleaning stuff per usual, the first 200 pages, and uh, <laughs> J.K. Rowling's like describing them having masks on, which is so funny to me. I'm like, she's like, oh, this is such a weird thing. Like, they're covering their noses and mouths and they're wearing scarves over their faces. And I was like, man, that didn't age well. (laughs) I'll never be able to look at masks the same way ever again. No, we're all scarred for life. Indeed. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
I don't, was anyone else shocked by Sirius's family tree or like, was that just me? I mean, I knew about it, so no. But like, did you have any initial shock? Like, oh man, everyone's related to each other. I don't think so. I don't think that registered as a middle schooler. And now I'm just, it's common knowledge in my head that I'm just like, yeah, whatever. They're all related. Every, yeah, everyone's look, related. Know, it's you fine. like looked up a picture of the tree. It's kind of intimidating. <laughs> no, I think I would die if I. Yeah, I don't even know. I just I think the biggest shock to me as a kid was the fact that people were getting blasted off. Yeah, that was kind of sus. But it's not like, even really, ma'am. This website says there are seven people who got blasted off. One who tracks. One Isla Blackford who married Muggle Bob Hitchens. Phineas who supported Muggle rights. Marius a squib. Cedrella who married Septimus Weasley. Alfred, who gave gold to his runaway nephew, Sirius, who ran away, and Andromeda, <laughs> who married Muggle Ted Tonks. Sirius, who ran away. <laughs> That's literally what it says. That's <laughs> ran away in quotes. <laughs> yeah, I love that. There's also, I don't know if they talk, there's the Sacred 28. Have we talked about that? No. It's like a collection of like the purest it's the pure blood directory. So Abbott, Avery, Black, Bullshrode, Burt, Carol, Crouch, Fowley, Fentlint, Gaunt, Greengrass, Lestrange, Longbottom, McMillan, Malfoy Knott, Ollivander, Parkinson, Pruitt, Rosaire, Roll, Shulin, Shacklebolt, Shafiq, Slughorn, Travers, Weasley, Yaxley. Okay. It's the 28 British families that were still truly pureblood by the 1930s. I think I read once. Oh. The Potter family was excluded because it's a common muggle surname. And Henry Potter took an outspoken pro-muggle view. And so whoever made it was like, nah, we're not going to include them. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So there's just like the potters aren't on there out of spite. Great. And now they're like, almost none of them are like still there. Yeah. It's just such a interesting. I keep like trying to find a like real life equivalent to like the pure blood status and the easiest one is racism that like their pure bloods are white but that's not yeah. how she wrote it because not the muggleborns and the half bloods are like not people of color because she doesn't write people of color <laughs> yeah what's your next quote <laughs> I just need to point out, if you're reading this book, just skip chapter six. What's chapter six? 
It's a chapter about cleaning. That's it. That's all it is. The whole chapter. Oh, you get a lot of background about Sirius's family, though. Don't care. That's where you get the tapestry. The family tree. Well, I just learned all of it from you via Wikipedia, probably, so... Found out that Sirius ran away at 16. Could have guessed that. He just sounds like a troubled teen. I mean, like, come on. I just... That, like, line... Sirius says, I ran away because I had enough. And the fandom has made that event much more depressing than it actually is in canon. Yeah. Like, As is what fandoms do. Basically, every, like, fandom thing that I've read is, like, he got kicked out. Or, like, something so traumatic happened that he, like, had to leave. Yeah. Which, like, kind of makes sense that something would have had to happen to get blasted off the Mm -hmm. family tree. Not just, like, yeah, bye, I'm leaving. But, like, it reached a point where they were like, yeah, he's a disgrace to the family by running away. Yeah. Shout out to the fandom for making things depressing. (laughs) (laughs) They're very good at it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, I like when you have to send memos to people. It's actual paper airplanes. (laughs) That's so good. I'm just like imagining going to work. I feel like it would be really stressful to actually work. And have a paper airplane, like, fly past you? No, I think that would soothe my ADD. (laughs) I think the Ministry of Magic would be too chaotic of an environment for me to work in. I welcome chaos. (laughs) That's going on the Twitter. (laughs) The more chaotic, the better. I just feel like a lot of the wizarding world would be too chaotic for my brain yeah like with magic comes chaos because you can just float things around and like do things so easily yeah there's no order only chaos exactly i hate it that's the point only chaos let's see oh yes i don't believe it oh ron how wonderful a prefect that's everyone in the family what are Fred and I, next door neighbors? <laughs> I thought, yeah. That's, that one, that made me laugh out loud. Like, that was so good. That's, like, a funny line, but then I'm also, like, really saddened by that. Because it's oh, just, yeah. like, one of Molly's flaws is that she cares about the, like, she cares about, there's, her children that are successful, she displays more love towards. Yeah. I'm not going to say that she loves them more, but, like, she spends all of this time, like, getting mad at friend George for following their passions. And then yeah. the second that Ron becomes a prefect, suddenly Ron's better than friend George. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Not to come to her defense over that, I just... After a while, I'd get kind of fed up with all their stuff. Like, 
what are you guys going to amount to? <laughs> like, you're just pranking everyone, being annoying. Like, stop. Yeah, she just, like, also never listened, like, cared to ask, like, about what their plans were. They were just yeah. making stuff, and she was like, stop. But they, they had a yeah. plan and a goal, and they had the funding, and they were just going towards it. And they end up being successful, but she's well, just... she didn't know they had the funding. Yeah, to be but fair. even then, she like didn't bother to ask like what they were trying to do. Yeah, she to her it was just like oh they're just being annoying again, and so she just kept like pushing them down when they like fully had a plan like they knew what they were doing. Yeah, but I'm not a parent, so <laughs> it's easy for me to judge her. Having never yeah. been in this position. It was also annoying that, like, Ron becomes prefect and Harry immediately gets mad. And it's like, why isn't, like, every pop plot point happening to me? That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, dude, relax. Don't you have enough going on? Harry really out here thinking that he's the main character. Like, he is the yeah, main character, but ridiculous. he also thinks that he's the main character. There's, oh, yeah. There are some main characters who, like, don't think they're the main character. Like, Katniss, in the first yeah. book, refuses to accept that she's the main character. Oh, yeah. It isn't until way later, I think, that Percy Jackson, like, until he's challenged by Jason... Where he's like, oh, wait, like, I'm not automatically the leader of this team. <laughs> it was like, before then, he's like, nah, I just, whatever, I'm just a kid, like, Okay, but don't also, care. Percy, who joined multiple quests after his first one, tell me that's not main character syndrome. <laughs> no, definitely is. It just, I don't think it occurred to him until way later that like, oh, yeah, but this is Harry straight up being like, why am I not the main character of everything? You're right. Percy is humble in his acceptance of his main character until he becomes self-aware and realizes what's going on. Harry just <laughs> refuses to accept that he's not the main character. Except yeah. he isn't. Anyway. <laughs> Harry's just a jerk about it. <laughs> but it's just also, like, Harry's so mean about Ron becoming prefect. But, like, this is literally Ron's dream. Like, this is what Ron saw in the mirror of Arised. Yeah. And then Harry's like, it should have been me. Like, bruh, you are traumatized. Yeah. I feel like, because, you know, there's a ton of crossover fan fictions. Like, Percy would be the leader, but Harry would constantly be mad about it, you know? Yes. Like, 100% Harry would just be angsty about it the entire time. Percy's way more emotionally stable than Harry. Oh, yeah. He's like a not-well-written teenage boy, if we're being real. Percy? Yeah, just because he is more emotionally stable. <laughs> yeah. I guess you have to thank Sally for that. <laughs> what a difference true. having parents makes. <laughs> having a good parent. <laughs> or just any parent. <laughs> well, 
Sirius would beg to differ. You're right. I'm just, like, comparing Harry and Percy. Percy has parent. Harry does not. Yeah. It's fine. We'll get to discover later on how well Percy is written as a character. Yeah. And of course we're biased, but, like... Yes, one day we'll read those. One day. Next summer. Or before that. We may just in the spring be like, you know what? We're pulling out the Percy Jackson books. <laughs> Screw this. I hate waiting. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of this. I've been wanting to read those books for two years now. Alright, let's read them right now. <laughs> okay. I'm not even mad about it. <laughs> <gasps> Okay, so next, I, for whatever reason, did not think Luna was a Ravenclaw. I was just never under that assumption. What did you assume? Hufflepuff. Just because she's like flighty and weird and the outcast and that's kind of the vibe I get. I think Luna being a Ravenclaw is a really interesting take to give because she's intelligent but not in the traditional traditional sense yeah so i i, I like it because it like oh shows yeah. that like knowledge isn't just books yeah she's wise i think luna's very wise sometimes <laughs> she's also like 14 <laughs> yeah she also believes everything she reads <laughs> Not everything. She didn't believe the Daily Prophet. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just like it's all, a rough time. All of those things that she like says, who's to say that they're not real? Yeah, like maybe she just sees the world differently than the rest of us, and like maybe whatever I forget what some of the things are are not like actual things but like words she's using to describe feelings or actions or like the Mm -hmm. environment like the aura yeah i don't know i think that's part of her charm is that we never know if she's being serious or not (laughs) i love that (sighs) yeah I also said, Rip, I guess Harry's crazy because he can see ghost horses. Because <laughs> at that point, it's like ten more chapters till you know what they're called. I thought the explanation came so much sooner than it actually did. He, like, discovers, and then Luna's like, I can see them too. And then it's like 20,000 years later when Harry's finally, like... Ah, yes. Also, Harry just has very bad communication skills. He's keeping too many secrets. If he had been like, hey, Hermione, I just saw a ghost horse. Hermione would be like, oh, you mean the Thestral? And then all of Harry's problems would have been solved. I can't. (laughs) It took 11 chapters to get to Hogwarts. Do you realize that? Eleven chapters. Well, ten, ten was on the train. Okay. So 
but still. 11 chapters. <laughs> Unacceptable. The- if anyone's taking notes, do not take 11 chapters to get to where you're supposed to go. Like, we're talking to you, Tolkien. Yeah, that like story gets so much better when you get to Hogwarts anyway. Like exactly. I was getting to Hogwarts and I was reading like page after page of them talking about the owls, and I was like, I'm entertained. I'm in this. Yeah. Like she could keep going about the education system at Hogwarts, and I would be all in because it's Hogwarts. Yeah, the hearing don't care about. <laughs> No, it wasn't even that long, honestly. It was just, like, a chapter, and you were kind of getting introduced to a bunch of characters and stuff. But I didn't think that was that long. We'd kind of been waiting for it, so just get it over with. Yeah, since I've started going back to see musical theater things, I've discovered that I really hate long expositions. Yeah. And... J.K. Rowling, very good at long expositions. Yeah. And also, long expeditions. (laughs) But not as long as Tolkien. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) You want to know how I really feel about a bunch of dwarves going through a forest for, I don't know, three bajillion years? They're hobbits. (sighs) Thank you. Whatever. I don't even care. (laughs) They're just walking through a forest, man. I don't even... (laughs) Where are they going? It doesn't matter. Aren't they looking for the ring? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know the plot of Lord of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) There's some hobbits. They're on a quest (gasps) to get a ring. The plot of the hobbit? I have no idea what it is. I don't even need to know. It's just upsetting to me. Oh my gosh. I mean, just even, like, once we get to Hogwarts, you don't even understand, like, what the plot of this book is until halfway through. Because the plot of this one is way more abstract than all of the other ones before this. Which is a nice change, because before it was like, oh no, there's a mystery... And then here's a red herring. And this time it's like, Harry's seeing things. Umbridge is the worst. And you're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think about that. Like, that was a change of pace. It just... It was hard to get through the first ten chapters and realize that. You kind of got blindsided by nothingness. And then good things. (laughs) Right. I got a Quidditch chapter. I need to stop complaining. (laughs) It's fine. Okay. So, last time we were talking about the Sorting Hat song, three pages. There's a line in it that I don't like. (laughs) What page is that on? 205. And, uh... There's a line that says, Good Hufflepuff, she took the rest. Which makes me think that Hufflepuff is just the leftovers. And I don't like that. Yeah, I also, like, 
on brand. Don't like the Slytherin only took pure blood wizards of great cunning, just like him. So it implies that only the pure blood wizards are cunning. Well, I kind of. That also tracks. I mean, not that that's how it is, but that's how she views that house. Yeah, I like. We have to, like, in canon, Salazar Slytherin, big racist. Yeah. <laughs> he literally put a snake in the castle to kill Muggleborns. Yeah. So, like, I can accept that. But also, like, to say that Slytherin House is cunning, and then also just be like, only the purebloods are cunning. That's why they're all in that house. It's like, just say that it's, like, either just commit to the fact that it's a racist house, or commit to the fact that other people can be in there that are not pure blood because other people can be ambitious. You know. <laughs> but the Hufflepuff. JKR really just went, nah. No, I'm not to do that. No. <laughs> the Hufflepuff stuff, like, it makes it sound bad, but it kind of tracks. I don't like that. I don't like feeling like a leftover. That it's not, sucks. I don't think it's like a leftover thing. It's like a Hufflepuff had so much love that she accepted everyone. While everybody That's else... That's bull. <laughs> while everybody else was exclusive and was like, I only want this kind of person. Hufflepuff is like, I just want people to come to my house and plant and eat food. Maybe smoke some pot or something. Oh my gosh. That's not even... Oh my gosh. I literally... <laughs> I You just took that from that Spotify playlist. Go check out All Hufflepuffs Are High on Spotify. It's actually decent. You mean to tell me that of all the houses, Hufflepuff would not be the one that's the most high? Well, yeah, like, Slytherin would obviously be doing, like, the hard drugs, like, crack. <laughs> like, there's no in-between. It's just, like, crackheads and high people. I mean, like, Gryffindors would probably be all be alcoholics. I think yeah. they just go hard yeah, in alcohol. Yeah. And then Ravenclaw is, like, Adderall. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> And on this episode of the Girly Critics, we talk about drugs. But no drugs at Hogwarts. Everybody's perfectly sane. Yeah, I wonder, that's what you'd call I it. wonder what the Hogwarts black market is like. Um, I imagine it's mostly joke things. I mean, right now, but... Yeah... It's like muggle things. It's like a phone, a toaster, <laughs> like just random stuff. A TV. Yeah. Freaking Xbox. Like, imagine. There's like, I don't know where I read this, but like the idea that muggle things don't work in the wizarding world because there's interference with magic. But it's yeah, like, I mean. Honestly, Whatever. a lot of muggle things make life easier. Like, yeah. phones? So much better than the flu network. Or owls. So why hasn't anybody tried to, like, come up with a phone that, like, runs on magic? 
Yeah. Is it just because they're all racist and they hate muggles? And so nobody's ever like, no one would let that happen? Yeah. Stupid. (laughs) Yeah. This is what I want. End of the war, new age. Hermione Granger gets an engineering degree. Because she's... Maybe not in, maybe not Hermione, but somebody gets an engineering degree <laughs> and comes back and is like, yeah, so I have this engineering degree. I know how phones work. I'm going to make them work with magic, and then we can stop sending, talking to each other with our heads in the fireplace. It's fine. Or even, like, the Percy Jackson Iris network. That's dope, though. I don't even that care would be what you so have to much say better that. Yes, what they have. yeah. Like, why doesn't everybody yeah. have two-way mirrors? It's fine. Or just, like, you hold up a mirror and you're like, I want to talk to so-and-so. And then it shows up on their mirror and you can, like, FaceTime. Because Rick Riordan just took JKR's writing and did it better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, here are all the things that are wrong with this. I'm just gonna not do that. When did the first Percy Jackson book come out? Oh, five. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say 2012, but that's when we read it for the first time. (laughs) Or I read it for the first time. Yeah. I liked... There There were only a few... Um... Like literary things that I liked in this book that I was like, oh, that's a really... Yeah, tell me about it. (laughs) Or I was like, oh, this is really cool, but this is one of them. Eh, Whatever. Um, Between the absence of Hagrid and the presence of those dragonish horses, he had felt that his return to Hogwarts, so long anticipated, was full of unexpected surprises like jarring notes in a familiar song. And if you just think about that for a minute, like, that's incredible imagery. That's good stuff. I agree. There's some gems in here. (laughs) Yeah, just, I was just flying through this book. (laughs) Just trying to get it over with. Um, let's see. Oh my gosh, even Umbridge's cartoon looks gross. Like, at the (laughs) beginning of the chapter. (laughs) I was like, she nasty, bro. I never, I always forget to actually look at the cartoons. Dude, it's not even worth it. She looks like a troll. (laughs) She is a troll. Technically, yes. You're right. The one for chapter 14 is terrifying. Percy and Padfoot, terrifying. Oh my gosh. She does look like a troll. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. I have a really hard time imagining Umbridge in my head with the description that she had. Like, the description is she looks like a frog with a bow. And I'm like, I don't know how to imagine that in human form. (laughs) I don't know. I've met a few people like that. I definitely... You had to have met someone like that to be able to see it. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Just... There's there's this one thing that I'm like, how can you look at a person like this? Because, you know, sometimes in books they're like, oh, it gave a look that said this. Yeah. Well, this particular one says he gave a look like it's his problem, not yours. I'm like, what facial expression says that? I can imagine one. I just don't know if I could show you. <laughs> What's the context? Um, shoot. On 221, um, talking about Seamus, like, and how upset he is. Neville and Ron both gave Harry, it's his problem, not yours, looks. But Harry was not much consoled. Oh, it's like kind of like a shrug, I don't know what to do about him, or like a don't know about him kind of thing. Oh. That's what I, I mean, imagine to guess. be. It was just a weird, like, that's a weird one. I can imagine most of the ones that people do, but that one is <laughs> like, you could have said that different. Like, they both rolled their eyes because Seamus is dumb. They both looked at Harry and shrugged. Yeah. Anything else. I mean, it gets the point across because that's what they mean. I just don't know what it looks like. That's fine. (laughs) I'd forgotten Wood had left. Hermione! No! How dare you? The quote where Harry's like, um, we need to check with Puddlemere to see if Wood died because I think Angelina, like, took his spirit. <laughs> I, like, read that. I don't remember what page it's on. But I read that and then I texted Jade and I was like, obligatory Oliver Wood is no longer with us, but he still needs to be remembered Line. <laughs> Seriously, like... Honestly, if I didn't love Oliver Wood, I'd kind of be annoyed that they keep talking about him. Like, just because I'm obsessed with him, I love it. Yeah, and they, like, but... mention him multiple times after this. Like, yeah. anytime Quidditch comes up, like, somebody mentions Wood. And I'm and like, bruh. <laughs> that's gorgeous. That's beautiful. I can't. <laughs> <sighs> I've always thought Dumbledore was cracked. Same, Ron. (laughs) He says that verbatim, and I can't. Sounds about right. Um, let's see. I got very upset about the whole quill thing. That's fine. Um, I, I thought the grading scale was really weird. Like the different letters, they kept saying A, but A means something different. So I was like, oh, they got an A, but A is actually not that good. (laughs) And I was like, wait, no, it's, it's not good. Yeah. I don't know. 
I just, there's some things that she just does to be different where it's like, you didn't need to do that. You didn't need to make a new grading scale. Yeah, it took like two pages to explain too. Like, I don't even remember what it is. O-E-A-P-D. That doesn't even spell anything. No. If you're or gonna... go in alphabetical order. I don't... There's no... It doesn't... <sighs> it's fine. Um... I want in every dorm for like if guys try to go into girls dorms the stairs to turn into a slide i just don't understand why it doesn't do it for the guys i thought hermione's explanation was so funny like oh it was just like an old-fashioned rule i'm like that's so funny because it's like guys can go into girls dorms so i guess like guys can't be predatory yeah. Or, like, whatever. That was the but if idea. they, like, want to hang out in each other's beds or rooms, they could just go to the guys. Yeah. So I guess it's, they allow consent. They're not stopping <laughs> anything with consent. But with there's no consent, you can't do it. It's also Thanks, implying Hogwarts. that only men are predatory. Yeah. Maybe that's what she meant by old-fashioned. <laughs> rip they tried their best um let's see (laughs) i just luna i'm supporting gryffindor (laughs) is wearing a lion's head i love her so much she goes so hard for everything and she just like genuinely does not care what people think of her which is, like, a very admirable yeah. quality. Because, like, everybody's like, oh, she's weird. And she's just like, I'm gonna wear the dragon head anyway. Yeah. And it's even, like, the way she's written is, like, a way mm-hmm. where we're supposed to think that she's weird. Yeah. And it's like, she's not. I mean, she's different. But she's not necessarily yeah. weird. She's just being yeah. who she is. Yeah, like, people constantly laughing at her or giving her weird looks. Like, that's constant throughout the book. So, the connotation is, like, ah, yes, she is weird because everyone thinks she is weird. But there's no... There's not a lot of good evidence towards that besides wearing the head thing. Like, that's weird. Yeah, I thought it was interesting, too. At the beginning and, like, when we meet her for the first time, Jenny's like, oh, that's Looney. I mean, Luna. Like, Mm -hmm. Jenny, like, calls her Looney and then, like, corrects herself. But then for the rest of the book, whenever we see Luna, she's, like, with Jenny. Yeah. So it's, like, they're friends. Or at least it's implied that they're friends. But also Jenny's calling her weird anyway, too. Yeah. So I feel like that's a short sighting in the writing of where she just, like, needed Luna to show up. And so, like, put her with Jenny because they're the same year. But it's, like, they're... Are they friends? (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, I don't think, like, I'm, I don't know, maybe Jenny's a judgmental person, but I don't think she would call her friend 
loony. Mm-hmm. If she did, then Jenny's not a very good friend. Yeah. And maybe they became friends after this. After that first time. That's kind of what I was assuming. I because was like, of, like, the DA and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then I'm more That's okay what with I it. assumed. Um, chapter 19, best chapter. You want to know why? Quidditch. Yeah. Fred, no, George. Ah, oh, who cares? One of them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lee, literally? <laughs> I love Lee Jordan so much. I can't. He's graduating, too. <laughs> I didn't need to know that. Sorry. To bring you disappointment. But on the bright side, Luna gets to be the commentator next. (laughs) I don't know what to do with that information. (laughs) I do not. Uh, Okay, I have to just continue on with that information. Okay. That's fine. Um, have a very hairy Christmas. I feel like that's a thing that just shows up. Do people just talk about that at Christmas time? Is that just a thing? Dobby's so funny because he's Harry's biggest fan and Harry Loki hates him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. He's like, oh, you're so annoying. Stop. (laughs) Just because you've got the emotional range of a teaspoon doesn't mean we all have. Amen. I remember that line? It's like like a line that people like print on t-shirts and stuff. But I couldn't remember where it was. And then it like I read that the part before that and I was like, oh, I guess it's not in this book or it's just in the movie or something. And then it showed up and I was like, yes. It's so good. And then there was another line that I definitely thought was in this book, but it's in the next book, so. Yeah. I had to look it up afterwards, because I was like, did I miss it? (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) I'm sure a lot was looked over this book. It's fine. Um. Let's see. Oh my gosh. So, the chapter with Rita where they're all sitting in the bar and they're trying to figure out, like, how to get this story out. How to get Harry's story out. Like, Rita's like, well, we need to we need to write this story. And Hermione's suggesting that too. And they're like, well, how are we going to do it? I immediately stopped reading and wrote, I need this to turn into newsies. And they find an old abandoned printing press and print it (laughs) illegally. (laughs) They just find a printing press in a basement. That would be so funny. But it's like... It would. It's kind of the same thing because they're using the Quibbler, which is basically an old printing press. Yeah. It's got the same weight, fame, notoriety. Yeah. So, 
shout out to JK Rowling for writing Newsies, I guess. Don't give her credit for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just kidding. You did it worse. Um... I love whenever they talk about Quidditch and Hermione's just like, I don't get it. Like, sports are dumb. Everyone just fights all the time. And everyone, including Ron especially, is like, what do you mean? Like, sports are the biggest thing in the entire world. I feel that. I relate. Hermione and I (laughs) are probably on the same level when it comes to sports. How Hermione talks about Quidditch is exactly how I feel about football. Like, I understand football. I was at every high school football game. I understand football. Not of your own free will. I know. Okay. But I was still there. So, like, I understand the game. Yes. I just don't care. (laughs) Would you have gone to a single game if you weren't in band? Like, maybe homecoming. Yeah. Homecoming and maybe the Richmond Halton game. Yeah. It just... Which would have been so much worse if I wasn't a band. <laughs> yeah, you would have been like, wow, this I would just sucks. look over and see the band doing the wave across the field and be like, wow, I wish I was a part of that. Yeah, instead, we were in it. Yeah. It's fine. And then having, yeah, we don't need to talk about wrestling. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, I literally... Uh, let me skip ahead 300 pages. Don't mind me. Just really quick skipping 300 pages. It's fine. You don't have to worry about me. Um, So there's this joke in the movie Airplane. Have you seen that movie? No. It's just one big joke. And it's really dry humor. Like, it's really dry and outdated. It's hilarious. And so, there's a line in this, in Harry Potter, where it's like, an interview repeated Umbridge, what do you mean? And Harry goes, I mean a reporter asked me questions and I answered them. (laughs) And there's a line in Airplane that's like, what? What's a hospital? That's a big building with patients, but that's not important right now. And it's so good. Like, ugh. I just, I love that. I love that immediately just that sarcastic answer made me think of this movie from, what, the 80s, 90s? (sighs) So good. Um, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> well, usually when a person shakes their head, that usually means no. Thanks, Mickey G. <laughs> I needed that. I love her so much. Dude, she's so funny. McGonagall has my whole heart. She could tell me to jump off a cliff and I would be like, okay, how fast do you want me to go? <laughs> yeah. The whole chapter with the Marauders... All of that, I felt like I walked into a fan fiction because that's usually where I hear Marauders from. So when I actually got 
canon marauders content i was like did i wait what just happened the funny thing about that is that there's probably like three scenes of canon marauders content and we've rejected like almost all of them well yeah absolutely like that one like people are just like "Mm, we'll just ignore about it it's disappointing for sure like even harry's disappointed yeah, like, I don't know if they've talked about the prank. I mean, like, they mentioned it briefly where Snape was, like, in the third book, goes, Sirius proved himself worthy of murder at 16. Mm. And there's, like, the prank where, like, I don't know when in the book this is. Maybe it's in book six. But Sirius, like, accidentally or something tells Snape about Lupin being a werewolf. And so, like, Snape, like, goes to investigate. And, like, almost dies. And, like, that's a situation where the whole fandom is just, like, we uncomfortably have to deal with this, but we all hate it. (laughs) (sighs) It's fine. There's just, like, yeah, different approaches. I'm, like, feel like I'm a person who lives in the fanfiction world and wants it to be as close to the actual canon as possible. And then there are other people who are just, like, yeah, no, I reject all of it. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, you we can need, do whatever. Like, both of them are good. Having both is nice. Yeah. Um, I, reading this, I was reading the fight scene between Dumbledore and Voldemort at the very end. And I was like, wow, I can't wait to watch this on a movie screen. Yeah. Like, it was just so cool. <laughs> Like, moving statues, fire, like... I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) Yes. It's like how I felt watching Fantastic Beasts. Where, like, they fight at the end of the first Fantastic Beasts movie. Like, full-on battle. And it's, like, cool to see, like, actual wizards having a battle. And, like, going at each other. And, like, doing, like, silent magic. And just, like, shooting spells at each other. And then, like, to, like, watch Harry Potter, where you have, like, Harry, who knows, like, four spells, trying to fight, like, Death Eaters. And so it's, like, a different level. But watching the two most powerful wizards fight each other, so cool. Yeah. It's fun. He has achieved high marks in all Defense Against the Dark Arts tests set by a competent teacher. That whole scene is probably one of my favorite scenes in this whole book. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Harry's just sitting there like, it's a tennis match. Just like, what's going to happen next? And then McGonagall's like, I will make sure that he's an R just to spite you if it's the last thing I do. (laughs) (sighs) Um, the fact that Fred and George rode off into the sunset, and that happens several times in this book, like, Fred and George did it, and then they did it on the Thestrals, too, like, yeah, they rode off into the sunset, I'm like, (laughs) what is happening? (laughs) The Fred and George- Harry Potter is a Western. (laughs) The Fred and George stuff where they're just, like, causing mass chaos and all the professors are like, we can't do this without Umbridge. Oh, my I just gosh. love that 
every single person at that school hated Umbridge. And it was like unspoken. We all are going to do whatever we can to make her life miserable. Mass insurrection, man. <laughs> to like the swamp that like Flitwick like knew how to get rid of. It's just like, no, there's nothing we can do about it. And then he kept part of it as a shrine. Oh my gosh. My One of my favorite lines is when Peeves is like trying to unscrew the chandelier and then McGonagall walks by and is like, it unscrews the other way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was perfect. The fact that she's so dumb, she used all of the serum in that like in that one cup of tea or whatever and even snape is like i told you just three drops would okay whatever i'll just make some and you can have it in a month it's fine like even him just being annoyed was so funny to me it's just like snape is problematic at best but nobody cares about potions more than he does and he just that like, whole scene, like that could have redeemed him, but then he was still acting like a jerk. But that whole scene was so funny. Yeah, Snape just hates incompetence so much that anytime anybody does anything stupid, he's just like, I can't be around you, lesser human. Yeah. Why did I write this note? It literally says, OMG, Voldy's gonna kill Sirius. I'm gonna be so mad. (laughs) When did that foreshadowing happen? It wasn't Voldy. I mean, like, not technically, but also technically. Got some intense family drama. It's fine. I just... I'm shook. I don't even know. Um, let's see. I genuinely thought Hermione was leading Umbridge to Grop. Me too. And not the centaurs. And then when it said she took a wrong turn and Harry was all confused, I was like, same, where, where's she going? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, I don't really know what Hermione's plan was there. Because <laughs> it didn't Bruh, go... she didn't even have one. <laughs> like... It did not go well at all, if that no. was her plan. <laughs> no. Just goes uh... to show that our girl Hermione, good at plans if she can think them through. Thinking on the fly, really bad at. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. I... That's just her, like, character thing, is that she's not good being on the fly but she does it constantly anyways right she's friends with two people who only can think on the fly and then she cannot at all yeah i don't know some of my notes don't make any sense um Pretty much my last note was, dang it, Umbridge isn't dead. (laughs) I was just mad. 
Just high key upset. Relatable. Does she come back? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. No. She's in the seventh book. (sighs) Something to look forward to. (laughs) I guess. She just comes back even more annoying than... Oh, God. I didn't even think that was possible. By more annoying, I mean more evil. (laughs) Literally did not think that was possible. So great. Yeah, she just has more power. Do you have any other notes? No, that was pretty much the last one. What's your favorite part about this book? You don't even have to ask. The Quidditch chapter? Yeah. (laughs) I just... It... I don't know. There's just something about it. Like, this particular one wasn't super... It was just like, oh, this person has it. Now this person, now this person. It wasn't as descriptive as usual. But I still just really enjoy it all the time and i mean when they're going like the very end when they're going through all the different rooms and like all the action chapters of course are fantastic the scene where they're in umbridge's um thing and they're all like gagged and stuff that was that one's funny like i don't know just all the different funny lines but I don't know that I have a favorite in particular. My favorite is Harry's career meeting appointment. That's the best scene. (laughs) Anything with McGonagall in it. (laughs) And Neville. Yeah, she's just sick of everyone's crap. I love her so much. So... (laughs) What do you rank this book? Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Surprise. No. I wasn't ready. You never are. Well, I should have been ready the last, like, two or three times. Yeah. That's... See, you gotta give credit where credit's due. Okay, but you've had, like, a whole week to think about this. (laughs) Or a whole... What was it? Three days. (laughs) I forgot because we didn't do it the last time. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Because it was so long, I should deduct at least 3,000 points. (laughs) We use a 10-point scale. (laughs) 10 pineapple scale. Yeah, I know. So, like, (laughs) it's just frustrating. Like, it really is. It took 11 chapters to get to Hogwarts. That's not okay! (sighs) It basically took that many in the first book. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah... I'm gonna give it a six because I did I did like it but I can't 
give it too many points for it being that unnecessarily long. Okay, I'm going to give it a 7.5. And I think that's fine, too. It's long, but almost everything in this book I enjoy. See, I I don't know. Like, Like, it was okay. It wasn't great, though, to me. Just, like, as we were talking, I was like, yeah, I have a lot to say about this book. And, like, there's a lot about this book that I like. It was just mostly the mental block of how long it was for me that made me, like, frustrated while reading it. But the story is fine. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... It was hard getting around those first 200 pages. Like, it was really tough. Yeah, that makes sense. That gives book five a score of 6.5, making it the third best Harry Potter book after book three, book four, and then book five. I feel like you could have guessed that. Yeah. Like, isn't three your favorite no, six is my favorite. I you spoke very highly of three. That surprises Here's the me. the situation. I have not read book six in a long time. I remember it being my favorite. We'll see if that holds up. But books, movie three is my favorite, but book six is my favorite. Oh, that's right. That's right. Movie three. You're right. I got them mixed up. So we'll see what the rankings say. Whenever we get there. So. Now for. I guess we should do this now. Or maybe we should wait. Should I ask you what the half footprints. Is no gonna do? we usually do that with the movie. Okay. Are you I gonna have start, an answer. Are you going to start the book. Before we record the movie episode. No. Probably okay. not. Just I'm going to watch the movie tomorrow. So cool oh before we record uh maybe but it doesn't matter i have an answer okay great you're gonna hate it it's so (laughs) am i gonna hate it more than the phoenix mcdonald's order Mm. (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) that one was pretty bad so great um (laughs) Social media? (laughs) Yeah. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at CurlyCriticsPod. Gmail, CurlyCriticsPod at gmail.com. Send us all the memes you have. They don't even have to be Harry Potter related. It's fine. We'll take it. We'll take whatever. Doesn't even matter. (laughs) Excellent. The... Curly Critics are a proud member of the WBNA Network, which has other amazing podcasts for you to listen to, such as a movie podcast, a musical theater podcast, a D&D podcast, and Perspective Z, where Katrina and Rachel talk about Gen Z things and current events. Here's a promo. Have you ever wondered what Gen Z was thinking while half the generation was eating Tide Pods? Or what those gosh darn kids are up to these days? Well, then you should check out our podcast, Perspective Z. Hosted by me, Rachel. And me, Katrina. 
We discuss pop culture, politics, and everything in between, and give you our perspective as two Gen Z ladies trying to figure out our place in the world. Listen along to hear our thoughts and opinions as we gear up for college and beyond. So make sure to check out new episodes of Perspective Z every Monday on the WBNE network at WBNE.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Now on Spotify. Toodles! Sometimes I just smile and it reminds me of the Spider-Man Andrew Garfield where he just does a little smile thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's just what I thought of right then. Nobody could see me smile, but that's what I was thinking of. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. (laughs) Have a magical Monday or whatever day it is you're listening to this. Yeah. Have a magical Wednesday, I guess. It's not an alliteration, but whatever. Doesn't matter. Have a good week and think about trains. Bye. Yeah, bye.